Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. They're talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. That's the difference between you and I. For me, this is about passion, and for you, this is about fame. And nobody will ever remember you. The Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman. Yeah, that works in Hollywood, that works in the movies, but this isn't the movies, this is real life. And in real life, I am the real hero. You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am the Rogue of Wrestling, Michael Newman, joined alongside my tag team partner, my co-host, the New Jersey Kid, Joe Sheehan. How you Woo-hoo! doing? Uh, now that you finally got the intro right. Uh, ah, yeah, I know. Two takes today. Want to be from New Jersey? <laughs> if it were New Jersey, we'd have to have at least four or five. No Wait, what? How many takes? Ah. I don't know. I, d- I didn't really uh, come up with like a reasoning for the number joke. Just that it has to be worse in New Jersey because that's just the de facto way that it is. Everything is worse in New Jersey. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Yeah, I mean, you've been dealing with some of the New Jersey bureaucracy lately, right? Oh my god, fuck taxes and all that shit. <laughs> all of that shit. Well, also, I... apparently, we're one of the states where, um, when you're looking at car insurance, right, mm. you can either choose to have your car insurance be your primary health care provider when um, you get into an accident, or your own regular medical insurance that you also pay for, right? Not apparently... like Geico Geckard slashing to me. <laughs> well, apparently in New Jersey, like, they have a law that allows insurances to just go, yeah, no. We don't want to be your primary. Like, you have to pay for it in your car insurance. <laughs> wow. Yep. That is so scummy. Yep. I mean, granted, I'm getting a good deal, so I can't complain, but still. <laughs> true, true. I mean, I guess if you're getting a good deal, then there's really nothing you can do, right? Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, that brings me up to, like, just other strange, screwy dealings on... And I want to talk to you about something that I'm finding very weird. It might, maybe it's a conspiracy in WWE. Um, at the Crown Jewel, there's some sort of thing called the World Cup that's going to be happening. And it's so not far, soccer. Huh? It's not soccer. It's not soccer. Uh, but I, I know soccer. <laughs> but so far, we've got four people announced in this cup. And Jeff, or Joe, there's something strange about all four of these guys. That I noticed, and I'm wondering if you noticed the same thing. Do you know the common thing about all four of these guys? They're all Americans. They're all Americans. What the fuck? We we this, are the world. This is the World Cup, and it's just John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff oh. Hardy, Randy Orton, all Americans. Obviously, it's payback for the actual World Cup, uh, where the U.S. didn't make it. And so Vince went, fuck it, we're going to make a World Cup where it's only the U.S., I, I kind of hope that, like, they just continue this and almost, like, don't realize it. That they just... And I hope that, like, whoever else gets into it, it's all just Americans. There's literally nobody else represented. Yep. Which I, I think is probably going to be impossible since I think next week they announced that Rey Mysterio is going to be uh, fighting Shinsuke Nakamura for a spot. But, like, 
who knows, maybe the Miz inserts himself and beats both of them and takes the spot. That would be hilarious. So now you've got another American. It's like, hey, we're actually going to get a non-American in this. Miz comes in, that's what you think. <laughs> nope. That's what you thought. But yeah, no, it, it's kind of hilarious that it's all Americans so far. But Especially because they have so many more international options now. Yes, their roster is, like, the most internationally filled right now. Like, even if they have a lot of really bad ones, like Jinder Mahal, like, he's still an option. Yeah, in two ways, Indian and Canadian. That's true. Yeah, like, who, who's he representing? Yeah, that's it. Like, we have so many fucking Canadians on the roster, too. Like, they should just have, thrown they should have a Canadian championship. Yeah. Tyler Breeze can finally win a title. He can be the Canadian champion. <laughs> It'll be great. It's, it's, just like, Bobby... it's just a giant maple leaf shape. You couldn't throw Bobby Roode in there just to be like, oh yeah, we have a couple of Americans and a Canadian. And a Canadian. Just our token Canadian guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 hilarious how it's just straight up all American World Cup. Oh, I'm so I'm I immediately thought of the, the, the actual soccer World Cup where I was just like, huh, US didn't make this one, and now we're all in this one. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I feel like that is kind of the illusion, right? Like, because soccer is a lot more popular all around the world. So, oh yeah, it's definitely a. But I guess it's it it's probably just going to be the exact same thing as last time, right? With the greatest Royal Rumble, where it's just like a big match to give somebody an award that doesn't mean anything. Oh, that's it exactly. Like, it would be nice, like if this at least translates into a a title shot, right? Though, right? Like, that would be good. That it would work. Like, that would at least make sense. Or, like, something. But, yeah, I guess it'll probably just end up... Because I'm trying to remember, like, Braun never got anything from winning the Greatest Royal Rumble, did he? Like, they gave him um, that green belt, but, like... They he gave didn't... him the green belt, and that's it. That's he, And he held it up that night, and we haven't seen it since. Because, like, I'm, I'm trying to remember, like, I don't even think he got a title match coming out of that, did he? Because, like, Brock was still just fighting Roman. And, like, Braun never got his shot against Brock Lesnar. I don't think. So, like, it just literally meant nothing. So, I guess it'll probably just be the same sort of thing here. We're just, here's your big trophy. And that's it. Yeah. And then we're never going to talk about this again. Yep. Although it is interesting. Like, I feel like this is going to take up a lot of matches on the card, though. If they're going to have a whole tournament in one night. Because I'm like, if, if... Four of these guys are announced, and I assume they're going to have at least maybe four more people. You have like eight people in a tournament in one mm-hmm. night. That's a lot of matches. But, I mean, I guess if you're kicking all the women off, then you've got some room, right? Oh, you also can't be a reporter either. That's true. Did you um, hear about that story? I'm try- This was from like last time, right? They couldn't have any outside reporters in? Oh, no, no. This is going on right now. A, I believe it is a Turkish uh, man who is a reporter has been, like, basically bad-mouthing Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And so, like, legit, like, through his writing and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because they're an easy target. <laughs> um, and then he had to go into the Saudi Arabian... Uh, what's the term? The Where, like, the foreign entities have a place in like another country oh like an embassy embassy that that 
So it went into the Saudi Arabian embassy, I think, in Turkey. I could have this totally wrong, but it's mm-hmm. at least somewhat <laughs> the right situation. Goes in, his girlfriend waits outside. He has to get something about some kind of divorce, like some kind of document mm-hmm. dealing with the divorce, and never comes back out. Huh. Like he's just missing now. And the Turkish uh, intelligence believe he was murdered by the Saudi Arabian government while he was in the embassy. Shit. Oh, and he also, oh, I'm sorry, he lived in America. So now America's also involved in the whole thing. Uh oh. Yeah. Bad time. So I was like, we'll should send, the we'll WWE even more, go over more after you? We'll send the United States champion. <laughs> it's like, should WWE even go over there now? Like, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I feel like whatever they're doing to this dude, they're probably doing it to a bunch of other people too. So mm-hmm. if WWE was already gonna go, what's one more dead dude? You know what I mean? I don't just know. interesting. Like, that's a, it's like the fact that's that not, it was that's an not American. my perspective. That's I feel like that's just Vince's perspective. Yeah, the fact that an American is involved though would make it interesting. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, that is. I mean, I guess it's really conflicting, right? Because it's like this is a potential like international war crime of some kind, and yeah. uh, they're Amongst doing the show directly for countries. the head of state. Like, it's not like. They're going and performing this for, like, some other random rich guy in Saudi Arabia. They're doing mm-hmm. it directly for the guy who's in charge of the government. Yeah. So, I don't know. That that does make it dicey. Hmm. I think they'll probably still do it. Like, mm-hmm. just because I, I feel like... I don't know, because, like, even in prison you get to watch TV, right? Yeah. So, like... <laughs> If, if we're going to, like, start punishing this guy for the crimes that he's done, then I don't think that uh, taking away the big paycheck from WWE and all their performers is necessarily the right way to go about it, right? Like, exactly. Drain him of his money, let him give it to Vince, and then we can go take, you know, they can do whatever they need to do. I don't know. But, I mean, I guess, who knows? Like, if, if something, <laughs> that'd be crazy. Like, what if what if something happened to the king? Like, would the show still go on, I wonder? Yeah, not sure. Like, I'm just, like, in the craziest of situations, like, somehow, the like, I don't know, the king had to be, like, arrested or killed or something like that. Like, it's like, well, are, are we still coming for the show? Like. <laughs> are, we st- are we still getting paid? Right? Like. like whoever's uh, whoever's next of kin, like, we signed that contract. Remember, we said that if uh, yeah, the show happens, no matter what. Where, where's that check? Yeah, where's that check? Yeah, Vince just goes down there like Stewie from a Family Guy. The one day's like, "Where's my money? Money? Where's my money?" Like busted kneecaps. Yep, just comes down with all the giant jacked wrestlers. Where's my money? Where's my money? Damn it! <laughs> God damn it! God damn it! I'm gonna have to do a, a Saudi Arabia screw job on these motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so worried about Shawn Michaels returning to the ring in Saudi Arabia. Tell me tell me your thoughts as the, the resident HBK fan. I mean, I'm excited to see him in the ring again. I just hate how they have to do it as DX. Yeah, so like, alright, let me ask you uh-huh. this as as uh, continuing this question as an HBK yeah. fan. Like, one, 
Would you have wanted Shawn Michaels to come back to the ring at all? And then if so, under what kind of circumstance? Uh, so for the first part, no. I wanted him to be one of the few guys that, like, when he retired, he stuck to it. Because once he comes back, I don't know anyone else that has actually stuck to it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. There's another name that's, like, escaping me for someone that, like, retired and actually, like, stayed away. I just can't think of it. Um, but, uh, and if he did come back, I would want to see a singles match, though. Because mm-hmm. I know he could do it. Definitely. Like, and then it's not like he's one of those guys that has to come back in a tag because he's uh, like not fit to perform and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So then in that case, then too, like I assume you wouldn't want to see him come back against a guy like the undertaker. I assume you'd want oh, to God, see him no. fight like somebody you like somebody from the new generation, somebody you hadn't yeah. seen him fight yet. Someone he's teased like either AJ, Johnny Gargano, like mm-hmm. one yeah, of those shit. Guys. That was another one. I hadn't thought about it. Didn't remember that Johnny Gargano. There's all that. They had the Av off, remember? Yep. Yeah, that'd be another good one, man. Which yeah. is no, which is another thing that shows like how good of a shape Shawn Michaels was in, like when he when there were no plans for him to get back in the ring, right? That was right? just him training guys, and yeah. he was like still ripped. So it's like, <laughs> huh? I wonder if he's ready to come back. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> yeah, that'd be insane. That yeah, that would that'd be a lot. But like, I get the story continuity stuff here. I guess with like that they're trying to do with taker out you know what all right let's let's talk a little bit about super showdown (laughs) okay let's go into the whole point of our our show today all right what the i i did not like triple h winning this match against i saw no point like it doesn't make sense for the uh story to continue now it's also like all right this is also one of one of the things that just irritates me so much sometimes about this company is their incredible lack of self-awareness sometimes of, like, they come into this match. It's supposed to be just a straight match. And to start it, Triple H decides to make it an ODQ because he's a dick. And because he's the COO and he can do shit like that. Because he's, he's a, a heel? He's a heel. And everybody he's knew it was heel, supposed to be a heel it. moment. He even was playing it up, like, exactly like he was supposed to, like, he's a heel moment. Yeah. And then at the end of the match, he's pretending like he's some sort of fucking baby face. Because like, Undertaker and Kane, who were the baby faces, beat them down. I'm such a baby face. I won the respect of the Undertaker. Uh, I was so tough in our match, uh, where I basically cheated a million times. Uh, he also won the respect was... of the uh, mayor of Knox <coughs> County. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I also won the respect of a strange mayor. Like, seriously, oh how God. is Kane getting away with this shit? He was just elected, and he's running off to Australia, and then in a month he's going to be running off to uh, Saudi Arabia. Like, Foreign agent. He needs to be registered. But yeah, like, this this is so, this is so stupid. Like, because like, he had to do so much fucking shit. And then even then... I really didn't feel like he should have lost. Like, I don't think that they did anything more to Undertaker than they did several years ago at the WrestleMania where they had the Hell in a Cell match. He looked like he was going to die of a heart attack. Yeah, also, Jesus Christ. Yeah, can we talk about how Undertaker looked like he was going to die? Mm-hmm. Like, he looked like, really I was, bad. 
even I was for the listening beginning. To another, I was listening to another podcast, and someone was like, huh, he looked like he was going to have a heart attack, and I've had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked really fucking rough. Like, I don't know. Like, I... I haven't said this in a long ass time, if ever. But thank God for Kane that at least he's going to be there in that tag <laughs> match to like to, to pull the brunt of the work. See, oh my God. I've, I've always said this. You've always shit on Kane, but I'm like, Kane's always been just like that slightly better guy. Like he can go, and then when you put him next to Undertaker right now, you're like, oh yeah, he's the good one. <laughs> well, but like, I, you know what? I don't like Kane. I guess I felt like his button. At least a little bit better. I would agree with that. Yeah, like Kane overall is a little bit better work workhorse than Undertaker. Although Undertaker, you know, by far has the presence Sorry. in the character. I will say Kane. Kane had the longevity of the better worker. I'll say that. That's that's a very good Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker had was a better worker in his prime, but yes. then you extend that out. Kane has now lasted longer as a better worker. Because, like, Kane's mm-hmm. just been solid. Like, he hasn't been, like, five stars, but he also hasn't been, like, one star. He's been, like, that just average three stars. Kane's a B-plus player. Yeah. He's been a B-plus player the whole career. Yeah. And, he and hey, knows under, what he Undertaker was an A-plus at his peak, but right now he is a D-minus. <laughs> <laughs> he is an F. <laughs> he has to repeat first grade. Yeah. He's, he's getting dropped out of kindergarten. He... Oh my gosh! Yeah, that this is bad stuff. Like, and the only way they could even try to save it was just to make it like, just we're gonna hit each other with a bunch of shit. Like, that's all oh, we can everything. do. Everything. Like, I don't, I can't remember what wasn't used. Like, yeah, it, it just, yeah, it kind of got to the point where nothing meant anything anymore, right? Yeah. Like, it, honestly, it went way too long for how old. Because uh, like they, they could have had this, minutes. they could have had this same sort of like intensity, like the two old guys get angry at each other and beat the shit out of each other in ten and, minutes. Yeah, in ten minutes or like you know fifteen minutes maybe at the most. And then yeah. that would free up seventeen minutes for Dan and Brian yeah. and Miz, which lasted <laughs> a whole two and a half minutes. Which honestly, I think if I don't know, I'm not, I'm not a super fan of it, but I'm also not completely against it. I don't know. I think if they were going to go this short, they should have gone, like, sort of gimmicky, like, almost even more so. Like, with Daniel Bryan's 18-second loss of WrestleMania, like, it mm-hmm. should have been like that. Like, he just... Oh, even less. Miss, okay. Yeah, like, beat yeah, in, like, right, 17 seconds. Yeah, like, that seconds. two minutes is, like, such a weird limbo area. Yeah. Because it, it, the way that the match was structured was weird, too, right? It was, like, Miz kind of, like, attacked him when he wasn't ready, kind of getting the mm-hmm. upper hand, doing some heel bullshit, and then... You know, eventually, uh, Dana Bryan catches the opening and then just pins him to get out of the match. Basically. Yeah, it was. I think it was basically just to show. The, I think the story they wanted to tell was Dana Bryan's the better wrestler. Yeah, and they definitely told that story for sure. But I think they could have told it. I don't know, maybe like even better. But I don't know. It's yeah. I was thinking about this the other day for like where I think they're going with this, and I I've, I've actually come up with a maybe somewhat satisfying conclusion that I think is also where they're going. So with Daniel Bryan and Miz, or Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ Styles set for their next match at Crown Jewel, and Miz clearly still being involved in the situation, being mad that he lost to Daniel Bryan, fluke win, yada yada. He's gonna, like, 
just throw that match out at some point. Like Miz is going to get involved, cause some disqualifications. And then at the next pay-per-view, which is Survivor Series, I think, for the men. Yes. Yes. Because then it's Evolution and then Survivor Series. Correct. We get a triple threat between Miz, Daniel Bryan, and AJ because, you know, Miz won't leave the fuck alone. And then that's where Miz steals the title off of one of them. Mm-hmm. Probably pins AJ. But I don't know. Like he, I guess he could pin Daniel. It, it would depend on when you want to have Daniel Bryan come back for him. Because I think if he yeah. pinned Daniel Bryan, then Daniel Bryan would have to like maybe go win the Royal Rumble. Which might be a good option. I don't know. Because if Miz steals the title then, that would give just a little bit of a break and a little bit more of a hiccup into the story. And then mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan can still be going into chase mode. And have not won the title yet. And eventually win it off of Miz. Mm, okay. Because, like, yeah, if Miz steals it at Survivor Series, let's say, um, then he has, like, a rematch with AJ, does some sort of heel shit to keep it, move on to the next opponent. AJ's moving on to whoever he's going after, build towards WrestleMania program. And then, like, Daniel Bryan, you know, that or maybe Miz and AJ goes for a little bit. And then Daniel Bryan has, like, a side program while he goes into the Royal Rumble. And then eventually wins that and then comes back to Miz at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Cause the other the other way I was thinking that they might do that, like what the other side program would be for Daniel Bryan is like if he feuds with Shinsuke. Like if he has a short United States title run and then drops it before WrestleMania to go get the main title. Mm-hmm. Like I could kind of see them doing that because they did that a couple years ago with AJ. Where yeah. it was like they dropped him down, gave him the US title for a little bit, and then brought him back up for the world title. Which is right. You take him out of the main title, mm-hmm. um, and then give him some time, like the "I miss you" thing, and then bring him back up to the main event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I could kind of see that, but yeah, it, it's a it's an interesting situation right now over on SmackDown because I feel like they've got a lot of good contenders, but it definitely seems like Samoa Joe is not going to be one of them for a little while. After tapping out yeah. to AJ, though, that was I was I was kind of surprised though. What did you think of that? Because I I thought him tapping out was a little more definitive than I thought they were going to go. I think it's fine. I think for how violent and rough the story was getting, I think you kind of had to go with a tap out rather than just a pin. Mm-hmm. Like he threatened AJ's family, so AJ kind of has to like put him in his place so to speak true and and to like capitalize off their last match right where like there was the aj tapped but the ref didn't see it yeah so they're now getting joe to tap yeah because that could be the other program i could definitely see like i would love to see dana bryan and samoa joe like maybe that could be the program that joe has before kind of coming back up to the world title Mm, yeah just something to keep him occupied Mm -hmm. but man hell that'd be a fucking hell of a match too Joe, I mean, pretty much anyone you put him in the ring with, he's going to have. And honestly, I I think it would play really well to both their strengths, to be honest. And Daniel Bryan's the kind of guy, too, like, I think Samoa Joe needs a win or two, and, like, Daniel Bryan could take a loss or two against Samoa Joe, I think. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't think that he should lose the feud or anything, like, because I think that he should still be headed right back up towards the world title. Um, But, like, I feel like he could take a loss or two to Samoa Joe in a feud, and it wouldn't... It wouldn't make him look bad at all. Mm, that's true. And it would help like re-cement Joe a little bit. Potentially. Um, I don't know. 
they they seem to be mixing up some of the cards a little bit more right now, which is really exciting because at least over on Brawl, like, man, were you as excited as I was when you saw that double turn with Lashley and Owens? Oh, dude, I loved it. But and it makes sense too because Owens is about to leave for a little bit for an injury, mm-hmm. so he's gonna come back as a babyface. So why not have him leave as a babyface and then get something out of it with Lashley turning? Totally, and it actually plays into the storyline that like. Owens has been sort of harping on for a little bit, saying that, like, Sami Zayn is out because Lashley injured him. So then if we have this continued in that, like, oh, well, then Lashley also injures Owens, then when they both come back, if they wanted to, they can come back together and then go right after Lashley and Leo Rush. Yeah. Which, like, I would assume is the plan. Like, I think that's got to be the the match, which maybe on timing, that might be a WrestleMania match. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to remember when Sami Zayn is supposed to be back. I think, like, WrestleMania? Maybe Rumble? Maybe. And then Owens... I don't think there's word yet of... uh, Like, how long he's going to be out for and what the injury is. And also, this is, this is a really good genius way to turn Kevin Owens' face, too, right? I think, like, having yes. him off camera for a little while to help let the face turn kind of sit in and simmer for a little bit and let us miss him is going mm-hmm. to be really good for helping to counteract all the gears and all the sort of shit where he's done all these heelish actions. Yeah. So then when he well, comes back, we can just be like, yeah, he's the Kevin Owens that got fucking beat up by Lashley and we want to see him get revenge. Yeah. Yeah. And it, now Lashley and uh, Leo Rush make sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that would make even more sense. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I'm I'm totally down for that. Actually, I I would really like to see that match, especially because that would be really fun to see. I'd it'd be like the birth of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a face tag team in yeah. WWE. I would love to see them rule the tag division. I think that'd be really fun. Like if if that of course, be. there's always the WWE uh, caveat, right? Like if they decided to give a shit about it and made it good, but like if they decide to give that anything, like oh my god, like those two are amazing together. So, I would love to see it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, I'd like to see them together a lot more than I would like to see DX back together. <laughs> that is for sure. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so let's... Although, speaking of people being together and not being together and turning on each other, we also got another heel turn this week that was so unexpected, Joe. Were you expecting in a million years that the Bellas would turn on Ronda Rousey? It was the most shocking thing that ever happened ever. But Joe, I thought they were like bestest friends. Yes, it was the fakest friendship I've ever seen. But but haven't they been friends with Ronda Rousey for like forever or something? Uh, just when she started in WWE, I think, right? <laughs> I it is so ridiculous how they did, like also and the same show they have the same like Nia and um, Ember thing where it was like after their match Nia decides to just after losing give Ember a noogie. Yeah. Like, where where are they friends out of nowhere? Like, we haven't seen this on camera. Mm-hmm. Like, shouldn't she be just, mad? Just teaming together these past couple times, just like... Right, like, you, they... You give noogies. So many, like, really weird forced friendships. Like, and it's also really forced, but at least the chemistry is a little better between, like, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Like, <laughs> that's forced as fuck, but at least I like it a little bit more. Because it makes a little more sense. Like, it's like, yeah. okay... 
Yeah, there's there's actually that's that's true too. There's a little bit more of like an interesting storyline going on there. Of the the sort of like Chad Gable stealing the spotlight and maybe yeah, Bobby Roode maybe exploiting him or maybe being mad about it. I'm not sure which or way he's supposed to be going yet. Or... Yeah, but then just with the Bellas, it's just like I guess we're bad guys now. Ha ha ha. Because like I knocked just, someone out. They just did like literally the same match as Super Showdown. Just this time instead they turned heel afterwards. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was just because they didn't want to like do two uh, heel turns in the same way at the same show? Mm, probably like, because Brothers of Destruction were doing it. Let's uh, let's change it up a bit. Let's have this heel turn on one night and this heel turn on another night. Yeah. So then, this was just silly. Especially because I don't know, just like Nikki Bella is garbage, and so is Brie. Remember, Brie was like somewhat decent. I remember, yeah, when she was starting to train with Daniel Bryan, and she was starting to get a little bit better. Yeah. And now she can't even do the yes kicks. <sighs> yeah. Without knocking someone out. Yeah, without knocking someone out. That's so ridiculous. Like, all right, this this is the other thing that's fucking crazy to me, Joe. Is it's like, on Sunday we saw Ronda tap out two bitches at the same time. Yeah. Why can't she just beat up both of the Bella twins? Like, I don't, I don't think she anybody's should easily believing, be able to. Right. Like, I don't think anybody's believing that the Bella twins, are, even together, would be a match against Ronda. Hmm. So I don't know. This this is just dumb, and I want it to be over. You know what wasn't dumb though? Mm. Was we got the return of one of the conquistadors? <gasps> Conquistador, which got. Revealed to be Kurt Angle returning. That was awesome. I did like that. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <Same> great. <laughs> his his was definitely my favorite of the uh, World Cup World Cup entrance. Yeah, because like Cena just ah uh, he's in because he's Cena. Yeah, and like Hardy and Orton had like ah eh, okay matches, but Angle we got to have this awesome battle royal, <laughs> and he got to beat up the guy that replaced him as general manager. And also, like, Kurt Angle was just, he, you could definitely tell he was having a lot of fun with this. Oh, my God. Well, he, I think he did appear as a conquistador once before Mm. when Edge and Christian were doing it, and he was kind of teaming up with them. Mm -hmm. I think they did three conquistadors. I could be mistaken, though. I could see that. But, yeah, it definitely fits into, like, kind of what he's said a couple times, right, where he says that, like, he really enjoys the moments where he gets to, like, play a character and do a big, like, kind of silly moment for the crowd oh he's always been great at that kind of stuff yeah like the skits with him and mcmahon and austin are fucking hilarious and i love too how like they're at they interview him afterwards they catch him and then he's just like oh what are you talking about i don't know what you're talking about i'm on i'm on vacation yeah like that even though he completely revealed himself in the ring yeah other than that but like that's that's fine whatever yeah but like that's WWE camp done right. Yes. Like their campiness just done correctly. So I really like that. That was a lot of fun. Also, that was uh, cool to get to see like reveal of uh, Lita coming back at Evolution as well to tag with uh, Trish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's it's good to see. Or now wait, are they going to be doing a match together? at evolution or is it still just the singles match with alexa and trish no it's it's a tag match lita and oh. trish versus uh alexa and mickey okay so i like that a little bit better yeah i like that a lot better actually i think yeah. that um uh, because like 
there are a couple times where I was starting to look at that. It's like I feel like Alexa Bliss being the opponent for Trish, like it was. It's kind of a simultaneous letdown and also not because it's like I get that Alexa Bliss is one of the bigger personalities and she's also a heel that can lose to Trish because like if you put in like I think the other good. Um, example that I think a lot of people wanted would have been Sasha against Mm -hmm. Trish if you were going to have a one-on-one match. But, like, with Sasha, I think you'd really want her to win. And I think that's fine, too. Um, But I guess there's... I don't know. I guess they just wanted to go a different direction with it, which is fine with me. But if they're going with this different direction, I think instead of having the singles match, having the unique team-up of Trish and Lita is something that really helps save this and make it more interesting. Yeah. Because it's like, oh shit, that's I've tried. Like, has that ever happened before, or has it happened only like maybe a few times ever in history before? Have these two only a few times? Because I feel like it probably had to have happened at least once before, right? I mean, they were mainly competitors when they were both uh, in WWE. Is mainly after their in ring careers that they became like really good friends and started doing stuff together. So yeah, this is cool to see that that connection, the Lita and Trish, coming together. Yep. Um, yeah, let's see. What anything else big from Brawl this week? I feel like that was most of it. Um, there was kind of like more of the tease with Dean, uh, gonna like walking away. Is he still? Yeah, part of the... leaving uh, Roman and Seth confused. Yeah, I don't think this is the full turn yet, and I don't think he's quite out of the Shield yet. But I think that's where they're gonna go next week. Is that like? He's going to say that he probably should leave the Shield. And yeah. then Rollins would be like, nah, man, you should stay in the Shield because we're bros. <laughs> One last <laughs> Rollins is, is Rollins Cartman? Yeah. <laughs> Seth Cartman. Nah, man, one last doesn't mean you should leave. Jesus, both. Jesus, both. Roman. Yeah, no, and then Dean will stay for now at least. Yeah. He'll be convinced and then. Mm-hmm. And then he'll lose again. Yeah. And he'll be like, fuck! I knew I should have left! <laughs> Alright, now I'm leaving. I did, I, I don't know, I like this, though. It's 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 interesting. Like, it, I think it adds a little bit more of a wrinkle, because I definitely thought they were going to go just, like, beeline right for the heel turn, and that it'd be purely fueled with, like, him being angry at Seth. But there's this added wrinkle now of, like, him feeling like he might actually be the weak link, or maybe he's not good enough. Mm-hmm to be part of the shield because like he let his he let his brothers down in a tag team match so i wonder yeah. i wonder where that's gonna go yeah it will be interesting but i do think it's gonna come closer to survivor series maybe where the actual heel turn happens because you know it'd be great joe if they wanted to parallel something that they're doing with the other group with bronze group where he keeps complaining about ziggler being the weak link and you want to do the greatest storyline that they have that they could do right now and turn Roman Reigns heel he could do the same thing start harping on Dean about him being the weak link (laughs) how he's gonna like take him out and then like maybe Seth comes to defend him so then Seth and Dean stay face against the heel Roman Roman Reigns and the authors of pain baby come on let's do this I it like how how do they have every week the authors of pain coming out wearing the same shit as the shield it's ridiculous. Everyone's just wearing bulletproof vests now. Everybody's just so afraid of getting shot. <laughs> that we don't want to do it. But uh, I had a overrun uh, SmackDown. I don't think that Daniel Bryan 
or AJ Styles are afraid of anything. I love how they're both just like coming right up to each other and just had like a pure babyface versus babyface moment of like acknowledging that the other guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. But that at the same time, they're like, but I'm better than you. Yeah. Like, I, I really love that because I, I didn't want to get too and, mired into them the being like, oh, respect I respect thing. you and I want to wrestle you because it'd be fun to wrestle you. Like, I wanted them both to also want to win. And I feel that. Well, and they, they threw in that mutual respect, too. Like, we respect each other, but we also know that each other is better than the other. Like, But I like, like, Daniel Bryan, I thought, brought up very strongly this time in this segment, talking about the reason that it's important that he respects the opponent is because he wants the title to mean something, and he wants that fight to mean something. Mm-hmm. And so when he fights a guy like AJ, then that actually is testing and trying to find out who is the best, who is the real champion. As opposed to when he's fighting guys like The Miz, who are jokes, who are paper champions at best. And I, I loved that. I thought that this was, it really felt like it established some of the groundwork for like where both Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles are coming from. Because I think it, it's, it's a very multi-layered thing of like them wanting to fight a guy who's a legitimate test of their skills. Both of them wanting to prove that they're the best. Both of them also wanting to elevate the title. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe there's something else to it too, but I think it's like it's all those layers all at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. Yeah, I like it. I really like it. And it's like, it's perfect because it's like I, they're getting me in the perfect mark spot where it's like, I was about to say it's like, and I don't want Miz to fucking fuck it up, but I know that he will. And it's like, but that's exactly where I'm supposed to be, right? Is that like, I want this match and then here's Miz the heel who's going to come in and ruin it. Like, they're about to get me again. But, like, this is how they're supposed to be getting me. This is exactly how I'm supposed to feel about this situation. As a fan, right? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Miz is perennially one of the best heels for me. Because he's actually a good heel. Because you actually hate him. He's... He is, like, we... Not just us, but, like, a lot of guys have talked about this. So, like... There are so few heel, so few heels out there who are actually consistently concerned with getting heat over instead of just being cool. And Miz is one of those guys. Yeah. And he does a good job at it. Mm-hmm. Cause he's consistent and he he cares about actually doing the job correctly. So good on him. That son of a bitch. He's gonna ruin the match that I want. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you, you son of a bitch. I hate you. Also, okay. Yeah, hating you and loving you and damn you. Lana is a fucking bitch. <laughs> Lana is a dirty bitch. So she knew all along that there was nothing yeah. to this video. So she why knew. would you react the way? She... <laughs> why would you put Rusev through all that emotional turmoil? Why would you just say, "Oh, it's nothing"? Like, right? Like. Exactly. Why didn't she the Instead first week being just like, say <gasps> what she did this week, you? which was play the rest of the clip? Yeah. Because then what did Aiden do? He's just like, ah, uh, ah, uh, I don't know. And then apparently their whole solution, I love this, Joe, right? Oh, we hacked you. Yeah. Because well, <laughs> you're Russians. Because so your hacked. password is I heart Rusev. <laughs> which you can just say, and then the computer will log in. You don't have to actually have the, the computer in front of you. Actually, you know what? Yeah, like with WWE's campiness, this is exactly what they should have done. Like, he should have been like, oh, well, what are you going to do? 
and then Lana could have like turned over to like to the computer screen or something and like uh, I don't know like maybe you have like she types in something or tells somebody to type in something like type in password iHeartRusev or something and yeah. then, like it types in the stuff on the screen and then hit enter and then it like goes like why the fuck not you know I don't know but it was it was just silly like what a what a bitch like why wouldn't she tell Rusev I think she just likes the drama. Is that it? Probably. She likes I mean, just like all week. Do, right? She liked having Rusev in that spot where he just doesn't know what's going on and he's just angry and upset and pensive. I don't know. That she wants to keep him in his place. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can crush, well I can crush too. I crush <laughs> your soul. <laughs> and then I hack Aiden's email. You do physical damage, I do mental. Yes, exactly. The perfect combination. Uh, but, oh, no, speaking of per- perfect combinations, Mixed Match Challenge got it right this season with Bailey and Balor. Oh, yes. my God. B&B. They are so cute together. It's they actually insufferable. They are the bestest buds. It's almost, it's, it's almost gross. Like, Joe, they're such a good on-screen couple to the point where I actually want this to be the main storyline for both of their characters on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Like, not just Mixed Match Challenge. Like, just let Bailey, or Bailey and Balor, let B&B be a thing. Constantly. Like, yeah, why the fuck not? I think it would actually add a lot to both of their characters. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, they have unbelievably good chemistry holy shit like especially like all right look if if vince mcmahon and wwe is all about just merchandising sales can you think about how much stuff you could sell from the shipping of these two <laughs> like just how many like little like uh you know backpacks and little i don't know just like little girls shit that you could put together it's like oh it's bailey and Balor. it's so cute team b and you know how you could send it by airbnb oh my gosh yep when you go to book a stay at an airbnb it just has like team B and B paraphernalia waiting for you. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. No, I I love them together. Yeah, and like they're the only true team left. Like all the other teams have been like changed in some way. Yeah, everybody's just getting injured. Like, admittedly, I also like uh, I like Monster Eclipse. I think that's yes. a fun team. Also, like the name is good. They incorporated it into their move where like uh, Ember Moon like dove off of Strowman's shoulders to do the eclipse. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like the other married couples, they work. They're fine. Um, I my only change would be uh Mickey and Bobby Lashley. So right now I think they're country dominance or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I would rather have them be Mickey Bobby. <laughs> like Ricky Bobby. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that'd be funny as shit. The other one I really really dug. Uh, of course, we talked about this before. Is uh, fabulous truth, Carmella yes. and our truth. Oh, true. That's, Holy yeah. shit! Like their chemistry. It is insane to think that like these two have actually only teamed up literally a handful of times, like twice now, and have only been doing this for times. like yeah a couple of weeks. They have the like level of chemistry together that they feel like they've been doing this for years together. Mm-hmm. Like they feel to me, they almost feel like a polished act at this point. It's like, oh yeah, our truth and Carmella. Of course, they've been together forever, haven't they? Yeah. No, it's been like two months. What? Mm-hmm. What? But that, they they work so well together. I, like it's yeah. 
it's crazy. Like I, I have this image in my head of like they're just like putting together random people on like a board for like the mixed match challenge thing, just randomly throwing heads together, and all of a sudden somebody just pushes Carmella and our truth together, and everybody just in the room is like, "What? Why didn't we think of that before?" Like that is too. Who's perfect. fired? Like, what? Aren't they not together already? <laughs> what the? How did we miss this? Like, I really feel legitimately very stupid that I didn't pitch that ever before. Because, like, you know, I've pitched a lot of shit on this show. I can't believe I didn't see that one. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Ooh, but speaking of other things that are really good, let me tell you about some things that happened at the King of Pro Wrestling event. Ah, yes. So, we got a new member for Los Ungobernables de Japón. Because uh, Hiromu is going to be out, I think, until, like, the summer or something. Like, he's, he's still going to be out for quite a while Okay. Uh, with, from the neck injury. And uh, so LIJ, they put out – actually, it was really cool. I would recommend checking it out for anybody who was interested. It's, like, a two- or three-minute video online. LIJ put out a video. It was, like, a promo of them in this, like, uh, bar casino kind of thing. And Naito's talking about how that uh, LIJ needs to step forward and that – they're going to be waiting for Hiromu to come back with uh, five people and not just four. And so they've been teasing for a couple of days, like, you know, who's going to be the new member, yada, yada. And so then the new member is this guy, Shingo Takagi, who uh, has done quite a lot in Dragon's Gate. Uh, he basically won, like, every title over there. Uh, over here, he's also being called the Dragon a little bit. And mm-hmm. he, to me, dude, he's fitting, like, right in. They put him in a tag match along with the rest of LIJ. And uh, he's going to be Bushi's partner in the uh, Junior Tag League. And I'm digging it so far, man. I mean, it was it was just a short little debut of him in there. But he looks like he's going to be a good fit there in LIJ. I'm excited to see what they do. And, like, he's got a little bit of history with Naito, too. Um, like, they, if I remember correctly, I think he, he worked together with Naito a lot, like, in Naito's early days. Okay. Like, he so was one of his history. training partner kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Pretty cool to see LIJ sort of expand here. Yeah, change it up a little bit. Absolutely, yeah. Just get like another member in there just to change up the dynamic, uh, keep things moving forward. Um, we had another big kind of angle here, continuing Jericho's sneak attacks. He uh, attacked evil this time around, the King of Darkness. To uh, Looks like it's probably going to set up a match between them, I'm guessing a power struggle with then Jericho getting the rematch with Naito at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I think finally. Um, but then, the other really big angle from the night, Joe, we had uh-huh. a very big set of, uh, I don't know if I want to quite call it a betrayal, um, but like a, a realignment of sorts of some people. So, uh, Okada came out and he was uh, dealing with uh, Jay White and Ghetto and stuff like that. And Jado, who's like Ghetto's brother, mm-hmm. brother, yeah. He came out and he was kind of looked like he was trying to like play peacemaker, kind of you know staying on Okada's side but trying to keep Ghetto safe, sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, uh, the Bullet Club OGs come out. So like Tamatanga, Balak Fale, yeah. Ishibori, and they start surrounding the ring. And you know, then all of a sudden they grab Ghetto, and it looks like they're trying to offer up Okada Ghetto to be like, hey, you want you want to go ahead and get your revenge? Go ahead and hit him. So then Okada's kind of confused for a second, but then like, all right, he's like going, he's going to attack Ghetto, but then all of a sudden, Tamatanga 
gun stuns him. Jado turns on Okada, and then also Ghetto, of course, is released by the Bullet Club OGs, and it turns out it was a ruse the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so now the Bullet Club OGs, so we've got Tamatanga, Bad Luck Fale, uh, that whole crew, is aligned with Ghetto, Jado, and Switchblade, Jay White. They are all oh. one unit now. Holy shit. And they do a big old two-sweet over the corpse of uh, Okada. So we've, we've got the uh, the new, I, I guess, I'm trying to wonder, I'm wondering what's supposed to call them. I think they're supposed to be just still like the Bullet Club OGs because then they went out to like the classic Bullet Club music. So either they're the Bullet Club OGs or the Bullet Club OG firing squad. I think just for lack of confusion, I'm just going to keep calling them the firing squad for now. <laughs> I like that. Just because there's like, I, in my mind, it's like, all right, the Bullet Club is now there's the elite and there's the firing squad. Yeah. That's just how it is. Um, so uh, yeah, I like the OGs. The OGs. Well, they, they've talked about that. They've said that. That's their own wording. It's not just me. Um, but, like, it, I feel like it would be weird to call this giant group now the Bullet Club OGs because, like, you have Tamatanga and Fale in there who are OGs, but then, like, you have so many other guys in there now that are not. Yeah, because you've got Ishimori in there. Now you've got um, Switchblade Jay White. You've got Gato and Jado in there now. Like, there's a lot of folks in there that were not OGs. Gotcha. So, I'm going to say they're the firing squad. But yeah, the firing squad just got a lot bigger with Jay White added in. And it, it's kind of interesting, too. Like, I'm wondering who is going to be the leader of it. Like, is it going to be more... I think it's going to be more Ghetto and Jay White. Exactly. I was going to say. Like, it they're seems very to be, much the more leader types. Yeah, it seems to me that's more the direction they're going rather than, like, Tama Tonga being the leader. But, uh, yeah, shit. It's... It's interesting. They're mixing up the card quite a lot as far as like who's aligned with who, stuff like that. And it's it's good shit. And then of course in the main event uh, we had Kenny versus Coda and and Cody. <laughs> Say that three times fast. Kenny versus Coda versus Cody, and uh, Kenny retained. Ended up pinning Coda after a hell of a match. It was really great between all three of them. Uh, Cody constantly trying to kind of like take advantage of this situation in a lot of ways because he like only got into this situation a little bit by like butting his way in um mm. but he i definitely felt like sort of the glue that held a lot of this together because it it felt like they were trying to preserve the pure coda versus kenny match for another time and so this is a nice way to give us that break and not give us that yeah. match yet mm-hmm. uh, so i dug it it was it was good it also, it was it was interesting too, showing off some of the dynamic because like, you know, Kenny and Coda especially both wanted to win, and Cody wanted to win, but like Cody didn't really care that much about how he got there. Whereas Coda and Kenny like you know did not want to hurt each other too much. Uh, every once in a while, we're almost like apologizing if they tried to take advantage of like another guy's pin. Like you know, like if Coda hit a big move, and then you know Kenny throws Coda out of the way to try and pin Cody, but then, like, he kicks out, then, like, Coda come back over, and Kenny would be like, sorry, sorry, like, hey, I was trying to win, like, yeah, stuff like that, so there was definitely that throw, uh, that string throughout the whole match of, like, they cared about each other, even though they're trying to win, mm-hmm. and even when, like, oh, and I love it, there's, it's so many of the good Coda matches, there's a point where there's one kick or one strike that goes just a little bit too far, and then Coda fucking snaps, Mm. And he snapped so good in this match too, man. Like if if there hadn't been both of those guys in the ring, I feel like 
And maybe this is part of the story they're trying to tell, too, I think, is that Coda probably would have won this match if it had been one-on-one. Okay. And I think, like, there's... It's not a full heel sort of thing, but, like, Kenny did do a couple of things that were just sneaky enough, just heelish enough, that I think Kenny knows, too, that the only reason he won this match is because he took advantage of the fact that it was a triple threat. Like, he, he mm. turned Coda enough towards Cody that then he was able to take advantage of Coda when he was weakened. Gotcha. Like, it's it's not like a 100% thing. It's not like he was a total dick. Like, Cody was more in that territory. But even then, Cody was not that much of a heel in this match compared to a lot of his other heel stuff earlier this year. But, like, Kenny's got just a little bit of that in him still, for sure. Which is good. Like, I think if he's too squeaky clean, it doesn't work. It, it keeps things interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it just makes me even want that match even more. It's like, ah, oh, come on. I want Kenny and Kota so bad. Because also, I want I want Kota to win the title. I think he's the guy. That's just what I feel. I feel like Kota is the next ace of New Japan. Yeah. But maybe he's got to go through the ace first. If you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah, because I... It, like, it's, so it's completely set in stone now at this point. At Wrestle Kingdom, unless one of these guys gets injured or something, it's going to be Kenny versus Hiroshi Tanahashi in the main event at Wrestle Kingdom. And they're definitely building this and talking about this as like a big generational sort of battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Hiroshi Tanahashi is much more like the old school pro wrestle, and then Kenny Omega is definitely very much new school of pro wrestling. And... Uh, I, I'm really excited for the match, and also it's just, it's super intriguing to think about like which way they could go because like Tanahashi has beaten everybody this year to get to this match. Like he to beat this match, you know, he beat all those guys in the G1. He beat Okada in the coming out of it. He beat Jay White on the other side of it. Um, you know, he beat Kota in the final of the G1. Like they Tanahashi might win. Like I'm not completely convinced that Omega's gonna win here. And that's that's what makes it extra doubly intriguing because I kept thinking like initially going into this match that like there's no way like if the Tanahashi is in this match he's not winning. But the more I think about it, I think he might. Especially yeah, because it, it makes it, it makes it a little more exciting. Like, mm-hmm. definitely because like, like the other the other part of it that makes me think that he might might win is because with the way that New Japan books and the way that they're talking about like New um, Tanahashi's like resurgence in his career this year. Like, if if everybody else who's trying to go against Tanahashi this year couldn't beat him, then why could Kenny? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's almost the line of thinking that I think we need to have going into this match. Is it like, how in the world can Kenny Omega beat this guy when nobody else has this year? And I think, I don't know, I, this, is, this is super good because I could legitimately see them going either way. And Kenny winning it, or because if, if Tanahashi wins, then I would love to see them go up to like Kota being the next guy to like dethrone him. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm such a Kota Bushi fan right now. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I wanted to be the champion so bad. God damn it! I feel like I just it's in his destiny. I see it in. He's him. he's inching closer. Yeah, it's like I feel like it's like you had Tanahashi, Okada, and then the next guy is Ibushi. Like, Omega was definitely, obviously, like, hugely pivotal and amazing and fucking important. But, like, from almost, like, a purist, like, Japanese wrestler, like, lineage standpoint of, like, who's the ace 
I feel like that would be like the lineage that I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to see Ibushi as the next days. But yeah, let's see. We don't we don't have any uh we don't have any predictions to do this week, do we? No. Which brings us to our new format. Yes. You want to tell the people? So, uh, as the podcast has gone on, Newman and I have realized on the weeks that we don't have something to preview or review, and there's nothing really big that went on in the world of wrestling, we feel kind of sluggish when we're doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. So, we are now going to be doing a new format where we only do shows right before a big event, and then when the next big event comes around, we will do a review from the last show, as well as a preview for the next upcoming show. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give that shot for a little while to kind of save ourselves a little bit because, man, yeah, there's sometimes we're just like nothing, or it's like shit happens in the world of wrestling, but like, you know, shit that we don't really want to talk about that much. Yeah, and uh, it's our show, so we can kind of do whatever the fuck we want. Um, so that's what we're gonna you know do for a little bit and see because honestly, a big part of it too. I know at least for me, and I think it's also for you as well, like our schedules are a little bit hectic right now. Yes, very much um, so. So it'd be nice to kind of have like a little bit looser schedule, you know, yeah. fit our fit our timing a little bit better so we can come together, do the really big shows, give, uh, you know, a little bit more oomph every time when we do it. So we're, we're getting out what I think is honestly like, I love talking about wrestling in general, but I also really love the like debating the predictions with you. I think that's like yes. my super extra favorite part. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we can like cram all that together. We can have a lot of fun with that, and then yeah, we can do other shows if we're we're feeling inclined. But other mm-hmm. than that, uh, if you're if you're one of our weekly listeners, get used to a little bit more of a dry spell for a little bit because uh, we're not necessarily going to be here every single week. But we'll definitely be here at least like every month, uh, but a couple times a month probably depending on the pay per view schedule. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep checking out for us if you want to listen to us. And uh, I'm going to remain the champion for all time because now mm-hmm. I'm going to have even more time to mentally prepare for my predictions. See, that's so what you be think. 100% correct just, every uh, time. Totally wrong. Well, I guess you'll just have to try and dethrone me and find out. Which actually, you know what? I'm going to do this as a project before next time because I'm going to have some time to do it a little bit extra time. I'm going to go through our history, Joe. And I'm going to try and... Uh, tally up the amount of days that both of us have been champions since the induction of the title because i want to find out like more of an absolute metric of like well because whoever has had more title reigns doesn't really matter that much because it switches back between us Mm -hmm. so i think cumulative days as champion is going to be the more important uh, well i think maybe tallying up the predictions too Mm, that too yeah okay i'll try and do that as well I'll, i'll get some metrics All right. Combined reigns and overall score. Yeah. Yeah, because those, those could be different champions. Who knows? But yeah, shit. It's exciting. But yeah. Yeah, we'll be around a little bit less. We'll see. I mean, who knows? We might also be like, you know what? I miss talking about it everything every week with you again. And we might yeah, just come right just back to give it. This, uh, we're going to give this a shot. Let's see how it goes. Exactly. So, so if if you're if you're crying and you're upset and you're wondering where's my super smart brothers, it's coming. You just might have to wait yeah. a little bit. Don't worry. So we will be back in two weeks to run down evolution. We
We hope you survive without us until then. But we will come back bigger, better, and better than ever. Bigger, better, better than ever, and ready, ready for the last man standing. As we last talked about woman. the last woman standing match last and all woman. sorts of the other stuff. Um, exactly. Yep. So, all right. Peace out, everybody. Talk to you next time.